0: What's up guys, thank you for tuning into to the Modern Macho. This is your host Juan Carlos. I'm here with my boys Santiago and Q.
1: What's up guys? How's how, how you guys doing?
2: Yo, what up everybody?
0: We're here for all the gentlemen that are focused on growth, that are trying to be better men for themselves, for their community, and everybody else around them. Uh, thank you guys for listening. How we doing today, boys?
1: Doing alright, man. Just uh, a, little,
0: a little sunburnt.
1: A little dehydrated. It's but, hot. uh I got my yeah it was it was hot today man. It was super hot and uh I decided to go golfing at like the freaking dead heat of the day, you know? Nice. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I'm doing good man. How how are you guys doing?
2: Chilling, dude. Dude, today I felt like it was a rough day. I don't know, if it's like the you know when you have hangovers, you kind of go through that little like that anxious depression mode just because right. you're getting all that crap. So today, that was my day. Um, just kind of like, you know, get going back to work, all that, you know, after like a nice long weekend. So I don't know. Today was today was definitely more of a fucking downer for sure. There's a few things that I've con- I was contemplating throughout the day, which I may or may not be announcing soon, um, just in Ooh. terms of like life decisions and stuff. We'll see. We'll see. What a tease. But um, But yeah, I mean, overall, I think now, like. It's nighttime, I feel better, you know, I got my, my little workout in, was able to sweat some of the toxins out, so yeah. and you, you know what's
1: funny dude is, up up. is I woke up a little a little hungover myself, man. I dunno don't, don't hungover or whatever, dude, but it was man, I woke up this morning and I haven't I haven't drank that much in a long time.
2: Yeah, dude. So Yeah, what about you Carlos? What's up?
0: I'm good man. Um kinda the same actually so my biggest thing. My, okay, what I'm really trying to do this week, dude, is go to bed early. I, I've been doing pretty bad about it. I've been sleeping late, and I felt it today. Like, I, I was, I told you guys I was trying to go on a run this morning, and I didn't wake up. I didn't what wake up. What time are you
2: trying to do those runs, bro?
0: In the morning, because I, like, I. Like, what time? Uh, well, I get like work five, at six. six. No, I'll probably get up at four.
2: Oh, damn.
0: Okay. Yeah, damn so, because <laughs> usually if I do it in the morning, dude, by the time I get to work, like, I'm ready, I'm good to go. Yeah. But, bro, I just couldn't do it. And even today at work, like, it's a little slow. We're, we're like, doing layout and so we're just looking at prints it's not as fast-paced mm-hmm. and um oh man i was struggling to stay awake dude and i didn't want to take an energy drink because they make me all jittery dude yeah but i definitely that's my goal for the week is to try you, to ten. are you, are you 10. a coffee drinker at all Carlos? i'm not dude I, tr- I try but i always tell it like every time i do it i get like super bad anxiety and i'm like i'm never doing it again and then i'm like oh, i need it and it, it's just like a constant battle but I'll try. A, I want to try sleeping earlier this week, and I'll check in with you guys, and I'll let you guys know how I, how I did and if it helped or not, and we'll go from there.
2: Nice. What time do you feel you usually go to sleep? <sighs>
0: I'll lay down.
2: Like eleven.
0: Or? Nah, I will lay down nine, ten ish, but I won't go to bed. Sometimes until like twelve, dude. Just uh, so. laying down, watching TV, or I leave it on, or I'll fuck around on my
1: phone. <laughs> actually mm. one of uh real quick before we get into uh into this week's topic um uh so carlos and i met up earlier and uh we we kind of we we had this like moment when when we were talking and uh so today uh i actually had a like video therapy session with a therapist from the va to kind of Gauge what my disability rating is for PTSD and things like that, you know. So I was telling him like, oh yeah, I had a therapy session today, and then I t- I told him that that I set up or I submitted a request for for three uh, therapy sessions within the next like month. I think it is. I think it's like every other week that that I'm gonna be having them. And uh... and Carlos was uh... I can't I can't remember exactly how, like how you said it, but he was just like, dude, like isn't it isn't it cool like how like we can just talk about therapy and just it, like, it's just, it's just, it's like, you know, like normal, like you don't yeah. have to feel like you're, 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 you feel out of place or anything. And, and, uh, so that was pretty cool is the fact that, um, I, I didn't see it like that, you know? And so starting this and, and meeting up and and talking about that and him mentioning that I was like, Holy crap, man. Like you're right, dude. Like it's, it's happening, you know, it's,
0: yeah. it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Little by little, like some of this stuff, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things that I think, get get a little repetitive for us that i think is dope that we're like we're normalizing him you know i'm telling you dude when i first went to therapy i was like i just get to myself nobody knew about it and it was so hard for me to even tell anyone i mean it took a minute and and like even to make that as a daily conversation for us i told you like dude it's crazy how amongst ourselves how we've 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 already done it like to me like that's dope we're already making progress because we already are normalizing the fact that it's like oh hey i had a therapy session like yeah not once did i think q was weird or that he was like you know depressed and falling apart (laughs) that was before weird (laughs) yeah but but you know it's just like slowly normalizing it um yeah it's pretty cool pretty cool yeah so with that being said um today we we said we talk a little bit about our our love life right our partners um I kind of just want to open the door more, you know, we're focused on on growth, right? On being better men. So I want to open the door simply asking, and I'll go ahead and open the discussion with uh, how do we think that our toxic traits affect our relationships? Um, I personally... Listening has been very difficult for me in the past. Um, As I've told you guys before, I'm currently single. Um, One of the things that was always difficult for me to do was to listen. To really listen. Like, not to hear, but to listen. Um, Being that, you know, having that machista trait in me too, even admitting that I was wrong was something that was very difficult for me to do. And I think it wasn't until... I split up with my son's mom that I really pushed myself to change that, you know, to be okay with admitting I fucked up, with being okay with saying, hey, I'm wrong, and opening communication, because before that, I didn't communicate, and it, I guess for me, it, it took what felt like losing everything, right, losing everything that I had, for me to finally realize, just how important it was to communicate... How at the end of the day... It didn't fucking matter who was right... You know... It didn't matter... Who... who Whose point was more valid than the other... Right? It was more about the listening... About understanding that half the time... my My masculinity... My toughness... You could say... My old school of... Hey... I call the shots... Hey... At the end of the day... We're gonna do what I say... All that ever did was escalate things, dude, that weren't even that serious. No. Something so simple that became such a serious thing when it didn't need to be. And and it's taken a lot um sometimes I, even now, you know, I, as it is, I already feel like I talk a lot, but I think when it comes to communication, like I'm super about it, like and I don't know, I think I could be wrong, man, but I just feel like why hold on to shit you know i think that's one of the biggest things for us is that or at least for myself that i hold on to stuff i hold on to a lot of little weight that adds up dude adds up to the point where i remember the first time i had i had i had a girl that i really communicated with and had a relationship you know where it it had that that strong communication there was shit that like i would be bitter about that was so dumb and and Just saying it I I look back at it now And it's almost weird Because I'm like dude It was very hard for me to do To communicate To say hey I feel this Or hey what's going on with that It's like no I gotta suck it up I gotta suck it up I gotta suck it up And the next thing you know I'm bitter I'm looking for validation I'm sneaking around Fucking texting other chicks I started doing a lot of those things Where it was like "Mm, I know it's not right But I'd rather not face the problem I'd rather not push myself And be a better person I'm just gonna I'm going to find cushions and comfort. And in, instead of telling my partner, hey, I don't like the fact that you make me feel alone sometimes. Or I feel like I need a little bit of validation from your day because I had a rough day. Instead, I would go, let me, let me go send some pictures and maybe some chicks will hit me up. You know? Or maybe the, that random girl, I'll just text her and maybe she'll want to hang out. Just stupid things like that that eventually it just got really old for me. And I realized that I, got, I was getting nowhere with it. I was getting over with it and, and and if I really wanted to have something better for myself, I also had to start looking and say, Hey, I think one of the biggest things is as 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 men also sometimes we want you know the lady in the streets freaking the sheets, right, which is cool man i think I think that we're all entitled to what we want, right? The issue that I see is that that's what we want. But then we still want to act like dogs and do whatever the hell that we want. Right. You know? Like, we want that security of saying, hey, we know that this girl is going to be good for us. We know that she's a housewife material. But I don't want to have to look at myself and and, you know make sure that I'm the house, you know, that I'm a husband material either. And I think that's where for me I was like, nah, man, that shit ain't right. That's not fair to, the, to you know, the women or, that are trying to love us, you know. And I'm sure not all of them are great and amazing, but that's something that for me has been uh, an obstacle that I have really had to push myself to, to be better. And, I, and I've, I saw it in my last relationships where I wanted to be better.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like for me when it, when it came with uh – I mean, it's, I think it really came to light with uh, with Denise. I mean, me and Denise have been together for, it's going to be eight years. And um, and I know, like, the person who I was when I first met her is not the person I am now. You know, like, I, I mean, I'm the same person, but just in the sense of, like, controlling my emotions. You know, I feel like, you know, I was 21 when I met her. Um, and, I mean, during that time, I feel like a lot of my my relationships were were based on a lot of toxic stuff, you know? Whether it be like me being jealous, me being insecure, you know, me thinking that like they, their job is to fucking fix my problems, you know what I mean? Um, And then, and like just like using really manipulative ways of talking with them, like, you know, guilting them into wanting to fucking make you feel better and shit like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, like that was just so fucking normal that, you know, when I met Denise, dude, she 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 don't take no shit. You know what I mean. Like <laughs> she was like the first one when like I met her. She like she was just so good at like just telling me my verdades and just saying like you need to fucking deal with them. And so you know that obviously like any relationship you know we've gone through our ups and downs. And I know during um one particular time when she was at, uh, in Missouri. And I remember, you know, in the long-distance relationship, you know, there's a lot of insecurity that goes in, goes into that, you know? And I remember we were just having this talk, and I I think I was, like, still fucking mad about, like, like in the beginning of our relationship, she had just gone, you know, um, ended her previous relationship. So, in my insecurity, there's always that, like, well, you, you know, whatever, all this bullshit, right? <laughs> and so, I think we were just, like, you know, talking about that, and... I had told her because she was getting her masters in, um, she was getting her masters in, um, in counseling, and uh, and so obviously, oh, she's a counselor, perfect, like you know. And I pretty much told her like, dude, like you're gonna be a fucking counselor, I'm your boyfriend, you should be helping me, and dude, she fucking checked me quick. She's like, I'm not your fucking counselor, like you go fuck yourself with that thought, and so you know, it was really after that when. You know these are my college years i had already gone to therapy but during that time i was not going to therapy and so i decided to go back um but really with the intent like and this is where where like i just remember there was this tipping point where I like be, be and a lot of it was because of how she phrased things with me on like how all these toxic traits are affecting her too you know um but obviously primarily they're affecting me and then I'm the one that is, like, you know, making decisions to hurt people around me. And so I, all I remember was, uh, I'm sure through the conversations we, we've we had and really being honest in my reflection, um, I thought to myself, like, dude, like, you need to fucking change. Like, enough is enough. Like, you need to be in a state where regardless of who you're with, you're okay. You're at peace with yourself, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I think there was just, like, a... Like, during that time when, you know, I I just fucking decided, like, you know, and it's not that easy. I just decided and, you know, things fucking changed. But really, you know, um, going in with that intent of deconstructing who you are and why you are the way that you are, you know. Uh, And I think along the way, you know, there's been a lot of things that I've, you know, I've kind of knew some things that, you know, I think to this day I'm still kind of fighting, you know. Um, so, but yeah, I think that for me that, that I think that's why this is such an important talk because I think you know a lot a lot of us go through that, especially you know, um, being the only boy, like kind of how I've talked about being so spoiled by all the women in my family emotionally. I kind of expect that same spoilness from from you know the people I've met in my past, you know, and of course you know like like. Um, everyone wants to be in a loving relationship but there's a balance between a loving relationship that's mutual that's in in, uh, you know there's agreement as to what the boundaries are in the relationship and then you know kind of trying to manipulate your ways to to in a sense you know just be that fucking the primary person in the relationship but yeah that's kind of my thought on that
1: nice 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 um i mean dude i uh um like like i've said before in previous episodes um is that i i have a i have a really really bad past when it comes to relationships and and dating things like that dude i've done some really messed up stuff um There's, like, for example, there's this one time um, I had this huge crush on this girl um, for the longest time, like high school. Um, Always had a crush on her, and I was always the guy that, like, I was just the dude that she would hang out with to just kind of get, like, free meals out of it or something like that, you know? And But there was, dude, there was something like, besides me hooking up a lot... Um, for some reason, I, I can never, not that I wanted just to hook up with this person, but, um, like, there was just something there that I was always just attracted to, and so, uh, throughout high school and whatnot, I was, I, I could never get past the friend zone with her, and it would kill me, dude, and so, uh, in our adult, you know, like, a mid 20s ish we we kind of we we reconnected and we were talking here and there and, and kind of same thing it's kind of like just friend zoned it and whatnot and then I got to a point where it's like dude like you know I've had a crush on you for a long time blah blah, blah. so pretty much I uh I start breaking down these walls and I start moving forward with this with this girl so we're move forward and whatnot and Dude, I don't know what, but just something snapped out of nowhere on me and um I kind of sat back one night and I'm like, dude, why? Like I tried so hard to 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 get more than just a friendship with her and and now it's just like because she dated all these douchebags and and she's always like, you know, she's she's just always dated the wrong person. And so I was mad. I was like, you know what? I was willing back in the back in the day, I was willing to to be that great person for her. But something that that certain night just just flipped on me, and I'm like, you know what? Nah, dude. Like, I I put up so much effort and I put up so much time with her. I was like, screw this, dude. So, uh, dude, I literally just just was dragging her along, and just giving her false hopes, and to the point where um, I had invited her to go to a wedding with me to be my plus one, and um, the day before the wedding, dude, I completely blew her off and invited someone else to be my plus one, and I completely Damn. ignored her, completely cut her off, dude. I blocked her number, blocked her on everything, just just in an instant. And so, I mean, at the time, I was like, you know, whatever, dude, and, like, she hurt me in the past, all this other stuff, um, and it came back, and, and it bit me pretty hard in the ass with with everything in the end, but just to kind of let our listeners know, like I was, I I have a pretty bad past when it comes to relationships. And, and like I've said before, I've, I've never really been completely faithful, um, besides maybe one relationship my entire life. Um, so I think, um, I think what, what really kind of stood out to me or what, what kind of, what, what that void was, was like when I touched uh, when I when I was talking about uh, on the Father's Day on the Father's Day special or I'm sorry no, the um the, our our past uh podcast the the mental health, um where I brought up what happened to me when I was five when I was a little kid, um and I think, I don't want to blame it on that but I think a lot of that kind of stemmed from it that something happened and I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me. There was just, just something not always there. And it wasn't until I dated Emily and, um, same thing. I, there was a point in time where I wasn't faithful to Emily and I got caught up. And so instead of Emily just running off and being like, Oh, F you, blah, blah, your, your, your dirt bag, whatever it may be. Um, she sat down with me and we sat down and she's like, Cause I started bawling, dude. I, I before whenever I would get caught up, I'd be like, "Okay, whatever. Like, forget you. Like, I, I'll move on to the next person." But this time, I actually started like crying, dude. Like, I was, I was disappointed at myself. I was angry at myself. Like, and and all these just this emotion started coming up. And she's like, "Okay, well, well, what's going on?" And so I I, I told her that I was like, I, "I think it's because of of what happened to me when I was younger." I was like, "I think that just kind of like." Just, change the wiring and whatnot and dude and after that bro uh, I'm not saying that after I told her that I became this perfect boyfriend and whatnot um but I saw a change in myself where I was like okay I I found the root of the problem or I found what I think might be the root of the problem to fix that and 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 push it that way um but I think and this is kinda what Carlos was saying is that um As men, we're very prideful and we're very egotistical beings. And so I think that we like to be right in a lot of arguments. um, And we want to always have the last word. And I know for me, when I would argue with Emily or anybody else in my past uh, relationships, um, I I had to win the argument. I had to have the last say and and it would just dude it would just always just end bad and it was it was never good and i've gotten to a point where i i tell myself now okay if there's something that comes up with emily and i that we either start arguing about it or anything like that i usually try asking myself is this something that's really going to bother us or really gonna affect our relationship five months from now five years from now you know like it am I just mad in the moment where I could possibly cause more harm because I'm so mad and I just want to word vomit a bunch of nasty things or do I need to take a step back, analyze what's going on, really think to myself, okay, what's going on here? Who's right? Who's wrong? And even, okay, even if you are right, just, I think the way we deliver our arguments is, is also a, a pretty big flaw that I have myself is Um, they say a lot of the times, it's not, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, you know, and I think that's what happens a lot, is that we, we get so wrapped up in the argument that we end up yelling it, or we end up saying it in a condescending tone, where it's like, where it it really wasn't supposed to be like that, you know, Um, so it's definitely a lot of, a lot of things that uh, take part in, in, and what's gone in our lives, and and how just our lives molded. And I'm sure with you guys, I'm sure with every relationship, um, and and maybe this might be for for not just men. Um, maybe this is going to be for for the other the other crowd. Um, I feel like when we get out of a relationship, we pick up the bad habits or the baggage of the person we just left, and we bring it over to the next relationship, thinking that we're okay or we're fine or thinking that that person has the baggage, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in and, and shoot the question. Do you guys, do you guys feel like in your guys' past relationship when you've gone from one relationship to the other, do you feel like you've brought on your ex's bad habits, baggage or anything like that where you cause harm to your
0: next relationship? I think, I think, um, I definitely have, have in the past, but I, I can tell you now is, is that it's also kinda silly to and, and I don't mean silly, I'm sorry, I don't mean it in a disrespectful way, but I do think that to to blame somebody else for the way that we are, I also think it's also part of our of our macho, machismo of saying, Oh, this isn't really who I am. It's because right. they've made me like this, you know? And right. and one thing that like, when I broke up with my high school sweetheart, dude, like, I remember that one, that one hit me, like, and that one, you know, it was toxic, man, it was a lot of we're together, we're not together, we're together, we're not together, it took about a year of that, before finally it was one of those where literally we broke up, and like, one day to another, I was like, that's it, deleting the number, deleting pictures, deleting everything, and I remember it, because then about a month later like, a month, dude, we were together, we were on and off for four or five years, and I remember a month later, and Santi was around for this, like, a month later, bro, she gets a, she gets a, she puts a picture up, I guess, with, like, her new boyfriend, bro, that's, like, the worst, it's the worst, best thing that could have happened for me, you know, and I remember that that was the first time that I had ever really been alone, because I went from girl to girl to girl to girl, and, and that's what I would always try to tell myself, like, Every I, I really believe that everybody is a reflection of themselves. You know, if, if you split up and that dude or that girl decides tomorrow to throw it out and do her thing, to me, regardless of the person that I am, they're doing whatever it is they want to do. Just like if they decide to come back a week later and realize they made the mistake, that's them making their own decisions for themselves. So have I... Have I picked up habits from exes? Absolutely. I don't deny that I have. But ultimately, I think that's the younger me. Where now I go, this is who I am. I have my my flaws and the things that I can work on. But you know, if this person's a little crazy about a certain thing, like that's on them. You know, when I when I so when I was with my kid's mom, dude, there was a lot I told you guys there was a lot of bitterness going on, a lot of things that I wasn't because of what I felt I was the mold I was trying to fit that I wasn't fitting. I kind of let it out on her a lot, you know i wasn't i never I never hate her, I never put a hand on her i never I don't think I ever cussed her out, but I made her feel alone a lot, you know she went through you know postpartum depression, and it was like, you're an idiot like and I, and and I literally in my head it was like I never said that, but in my head, I was just like, dude, that's not a thing." like chill out (laughs) like get up get out of bed like do something but it was so much easier for me just to be a jerk than to really sit down and listen to be there for my partner and it wasn't until her and i actually moved out from her moms Mm -hmm. that we kind of it was just us two dude and i feel like that's when i was able to think for myself i let go a lot of the bitterness of living with her mom of having other people think for us when they hit me like oh crap like this ain't right i'm manipulating i started reflecting a lot on my parents my parents' relationship the way that they were and to this day man it still fucks with me because i remember telling her we sat down and i said look we're living together it's just you and i and i would always tell her like let's leave let's leave she didn't want to she didn't want to and finally one day i said look i want you to come with me i don't want to leave without you but i can't be here anymore I can't be here. So we moved out. And like I said, with a clear head, I finally one day I pulled her aside. I said, look, I've done this, 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 and this. Not necessarily cheating. It was more like manipulating. You know, it's not like I was constantly going out. I definitely cheated, but it was more about the manipulation, you know, and, and I started picking up how my dad would do it and I'm like, dude, I don't wanna do this. And I, I would think about her and I'm like, Well that's not fair, that while I'm trying to figure myself out and grow and do my thing, that I'm like I'm putting her down at the same time, that I'm manipulating her. Like that was my toxic trait of like being controlling in the situation. And I was like, Fuck, that's not right. So I told her finally, I said, Look, man, I've been manipulating you. Like certain things that I've made you feel guilty for, this shit ain't right. And dude, I felt like crap. My mom called me that same week and it, and I had to tell my mom like, you know, the stuff that she had been feeling for years now her son was doing. And that was a very hard conversation for me to have with her. And one of the things I remember us talking once we were kind of like in a better place is, is I said, you know what? I know that our parents are brought up with this mindset of like, we stick through it regardless, right? Like. Dad could beat mom. Dad could cheat on mom. Dad could not care about mom. Mom could do whatever she wants. Like, no matter what, at least the way I was raised is, like, parents stick together. And I can't tell you how great of a relationship I have with my son's mom. Like, if there's one thing that even that relationship right now teaches me and it sometimes makes it even difficult for me to date anyone is the fact that I have such a good relationship with my kid's mom. There's boundaries, you know she's married there's boundaries there's it's not like i talk to her all day every day it's strictly about my son but i have such a good relationship with her because i've had to learn with her that at the end of the day it's not about who's right it's we have to figure our stuff out for our kid you know so every time i go into a conversation with her it's it's not so much who's got the better ammo but a give and take of like we need to find a solution we got to figure this out put my pride away To to make this happen, you know, and up until after that, to be honest with you, I had never broken up with a girl because of my insecurities. Like I just always felt like I never had the confidence to say, yo, I don't like this. I'm out because I felt like now I'm going to be alone. What if I'm wrong? What if I make a mistake? And I don't think that that was just in relationships. I think that was life in general for me. Like I've always let life kind of do its thing. And I was always just like feeding off of whatever was being thrown or not thrown at me. You know, and I think that that was always my fear of just not having the confidence and not speaking up about it. Speaking up about that insecurity of saying like, "Yo, you got this shit. Like, you're gonna fuck up. You're gonna make a mistake. You're gonna figure it out at the end of the day." And I think that me actually stepping away from from the exes and from all those little relationships and, and really like loving myself at times has actually made me realize that at the end of the day, we don't need anyone. Like we have to want someone and and All it's right. so much easier said than done because i'll be honest i feel like i'm in a place where sometimes i think i i want someone to want me you know um and 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 i even hate admitting it like i hate admitting it but there's the, the last person that i was with man i have got a lot of love for her she's the reason why i went to therapy and 6 months before we split up i was like no Dude, I remember I remember having a discussion with her where like I started opening up and and she was she was listening of course and she said, "Hey, um, you know, you should think about going to therapy." And I'm like, "Why the fuck would I be opening up to you if you're just going to send me to a therapist? Like, what do I have you for?" And 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 it goes back to what Santi was saying, which is what this is all about is yes, yes, I think it's beautiful to have that support system, but at the same time like if we can support ourselves and we just feed off of each other, dude, let's just love our women or love our partners. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what I'm figuring out now where going to therapy and seeing all these things and I'm like, whoa, the fact that I'm not giving the love to, to this woman, to other people and that I've given it to myself, dude, I actually feel like I have a lot more genuine love to give them. And it's scary. It's been a very difficult road. It's a journey that I struggle with. You know, I, I've t- I've told You know, you guys sometimes too. That a lot, everybody, a lot of people look at me and they're like, "Oh, single father, dude. Like, you have it nice. You can just fucking game and you can be a parent." And you know what? It is nice. You know, it has its moments where it is nice. (laughs) But dude, the grass is always green on the other side. I've told you guys, there's times where I see you guys, you guys come home to your partners, and I'm like, "Fuck, I I wish I had that." But. You know, it's like I think it's like everything else. Like we just embrace those little moments and we don't let them consume us or, or take us down, you know? But but yes, back to your question, uh they definitely have, they definitely have, and, and I and I don't let them anymore because I know that to to do that is giving it's almost like you give them a piece of yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like you give a piece of yourself and say, Hey, you're you're I'm allowing you to make me this way. Where now I'm like, nah. No, that's giving them the win. Like, now I'm taking the control. I have no bitterness. I have no bitterness towards any partner that I've ever been with. You know, I have love for all of them, and I hope they're all doing great. But at the end of the day, like, I'm in control myself. And and to me, I would consider myself weak to say, oh, well, you know, I'm a jealous person that needs your password because that's how my ex-girlfriend was. Like, no, that's because that's who you are don't blame it on them you know what i mean
1: yeah and
0: it's taken a long time to learn that but i i I have i have santi go ahead
2: um yeah i don't know like i feel so in terms of bad habits i'm trying to think like it's hard for me to say like whether or not i've picked up bad habits i mean i'm sure i have i just like i feel like that even even like the way that's phrased it's like Oh, I got my bad habits from my female partners, which, like, in reality, I don't think I ever went into a relationship with just healthy habits. Yeah, You know true. what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: So, like, it's it's hard for me to say. I mean, because I feel like I get I had a lot of bad habits. I don't know if they necessarily picked them up from people. Um, I think some I picked up just like just from society. You know, uh, for sure. Like, I I feel like like a lot of my insecurities especially i mean i can't really think i mean yeah like i was hurt like i've been hurt in relationships but i i feel like even in my first relationships being so insecure before i was ever even scarred you know so like sometimes i think about like things like that and i'm like huh like i i just wonder where i picked those things up from um yeah but one one bad habit that i know i definitely had and you know cuz Q, like you were saying um in your relationships like you always want to be right right or like or mm-hmm. you like you know what i mean like there's that sense which i i can definitely i um i feel that <laughs> honestly like i like the one though that's um that I've really been able to pinpoint more than that because I feel like there's a t- – like um, it really when it comes to being right or wrong, like I'm okay being wrong. It just takes me some time sometimes to like, <laughs> you know, be okay with it, which I think is a part of what you're talking about. But when I am wrong and I've acknowledged it, one bad thing that I want to do is do a quick fix. Like I don't want to oh, sit okay. in my shit for too long. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 I want yeah. like let's say let's say my partner's mad at me or whatever, right? Like I want as quick as possible be happy with me again, be happy oh, with me. Ah, like, yes, yes. You yes, feel me? Like yes. and and that's that's yeah. a very manipulative thing to do because you're not allowing that person to just process. You know what I mean? Right. For whatever reason, you know, and 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 it's not because of you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself. You yeah, know? for like, sure. I know that's how I do it. Like, like I'm like, ah, oh, Like, I okay, I admitted
0: I, it. I don't want to feel like this. I'm done. I'm yeah, done. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, you know, uh, I, however big or small the, it may be, um, but I think that's one, one bad habit that that's really hard for me to kick is just shit, shit, sitting, sitting <laughs> in my shit. <laughs> yeah. In my shit, shit yeah. In yeah your yeah, shouldn't yeah. said it.
1: No, and I mean the 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 the, the only. I, and you know what, Santi, I I could definitely um I I'm very similar in that aspect too. Where if if I if I mess up, and and I'm probably gonna touch a, a a deeper subject with this, but if I'm the one that messes up, I want the okay, babe. I said I'm sorry. Like I acknowledge that I messed up. Like can we just move forward? But then if something is done to me i'm yeah. like oh hell no <laughs> like nah like i we are not getting over this i'm gonna bring this up later on like no you no you don't get a freaking fr uh the get out of jail card you know like that's not happening yeah. to me um so it, it's it's crazy how that works out um i i definitely i i, I I mean that's probably something that I got to ask Emily herself like hey d- do you feel the same way you know when we are you whatever but um I was only asking that because um and I, you know I don't I don't want to say bad habits I cuz I don't think that every ex you get something bad out of it I think every person yeah, you sure. hate is a learning experience um Obviously, there are some people that you 've had in your life where you 're just like, "Man, that was a complete mess um, other ones right. you 're like that was that was good. We just just couldn 't really kind of see eye, see eye to eye um, so I, I guess you know i shouldn 't have worded it like that i shouldn 't have said bad habits. I should have just said habits in general um, just like for example so so I dated someone and when I was dating this person, um, I was always do the lovey-dovey type. Like I liked to, to cuddle and, and be all just affectionate and whatnot. And that person didn't. Um, she just was complete no, don't touch me. Um, we can cuddle for like five minutes and then like get off of me. I need my space. And then when when we broke up, I got into my next relationship and. I realized that I wasn't like that anymore. Like the girl would want to cuddle and stuff and I'm like, "Nah, nah, that's not my girl thing." Up. The girl would want to be affectionate, and I'm like, "Nah, that that's not my thing." And and I don't want to necessarily say that I got it just from them because like you said, Carlos, we can't use that as a scapegoat. When when you're being when you're being a piece of crap, you have to admit that you're being a piece of crap. Not, not just say, oh, it's it's because I got it from this person. This, yes, there is some, some backstory to how you're reacting or how you're handling certain situations. But at the end of the day, um, it's you who are making these choices. Um, so on and so forth. Um, and, th- and that's why I wanted to talk about, or that's why I wanted to ask it because I've noticed that when I've gone from one relationship to another, um, I've always, there's something just kind of just changed going into the next relationship. Um, yeah. whether it be like, I just said, like wanting to cuddle and, and whatnot. Um, it's just, uh, uh, or for example, I'll, i turn it. I've, t- I've, there's been a couple of times where I've turned it against other people and, um, and uh, I, I mean, Santi, you don't have to really dive into this, but um, I've uh, Carlos. I know you've dated people who have had kids, and and, and so have I. Um, before Emily and I got together, because um, I have a, a, I call her my stepdaughter. I've been in I've been in my stepdaughter's life since she was four. She's eight now, eight and a half now. So I've been I've been around for a little while. Um, but prior to that, I've dated other moms before. And I've always noticed that the moms always treat me like their baby daddies treated them. And I'm sure I'm probably going to get so much heat for saying that because I'm sure someone's going to hear it and they're going to get pissed. So if you hear it, I am sorry. I'm really not trying to step on any toes. But from my personal experience, and I'm only speaking my personal experience, I'm not saying this is everybody, but my personal experience, I've noticed that every mom that i've dated has Holy always shit, treated dude. me how, how their baby daddy treated them and i remember the last one that i dated um prior to emily which was years ago um that's what something that i told her when we started breaking up um we were like in a, in the middle of, of of a breakup and and i told her straight up i'm like you know what i was like i know we're not going to work out and i know we're breaking up and we really can't move forward. I was like, but please do me a favor in your next relationship. Don't treat your next guy like whoever treats you, you know? I was like, please don't. I was like, because that sucks. I was like, you're sitting here telling me stories of everything that he's done to you and you're doing the same exact damn thing to me. That's not fair, you know? Um, so that's why I wanted to bring it up because some habits, man. Uh, yeah, you hit habits,
0: that one right on the nail, man. I never thought about that until until uh, you said that. That's interesting. That's yeah, interesting.
1: And, and so and, and it took a couple people for me to to realize that. And and I'm not saying it's just moms out there. Um, that's why I'm, that's why I brought it up, guys. That's why I wanted to see how how you guys uh, picked up habits and, and whatnot. Um, it, it's just it's interesting, man. It's interesting going from one relationship uh, to the next and. Uh, And yeah, man, it's just, it's crazy. What
0: about, what about your guys' parents' relationship? And how, how has that maybe influenced or molded into how you guys are as partners whether whether it be good or bad like i saw my parents my parents were very very like affectionate with each other and i used to think it was kind of like uncomfortable sometimes as a kid but like growing up though i actually like admired it and appreciated it and like it was still weird like I, i have always felt like me being affectionate in a relationship honestly is like immature yeah and and like elementary Yeah dude Like I can have a good Healthy relationship But like even if it's just Me and my partner And we decide like We're tickling And we want to cuddle Like to me I'm like mm, Nah this isn't gonna work Cause we're being immature Like we're not adults To be an like adult that, Like you can't kissy, be affectionate kissy, smoochy, Yeah smoochy smoochy like stuff, That's you my know? macho-ness Right there where I'm like Okay we're, we're I'm fucking 27 years old We don't do that You know And <clears throat> And also seeing The differences of Like dude I love cuddles bro being, like, I love being scratched, I love fucking kisses, I love all of that, dude. I am I am a big softy when it comes to that. Even, like, sometimes with my son, dude, like, we'll lay down and it's like, we're just fucking laying down, cuddling, watching movies. I'm all about it. Yeah. But, but there was a point where, like you said, with relationships, it's almost like I needed it. Like, I I was I was the one where I quote-unquote felt like the girl. You know, because they're just like, oh, stop. And I'm like, come on, I want hugs. Like, give me hugs. Like, I want to cuddle. <laughs> and I, I was the annoying one. Whereas to now, I think... I know what I want like I know that I want that but it just feels very different like I don't necessarily need it I think that if I go into it and someone's not willing to do that honestly now I think it's like mm, it's probably a deal breaker if yeah. I can't be soft with you and I can't be like intimate in, in 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 a vulnerable not not just in literally physically but if I can't just be intimate with you even just like mentally then to me it's like mm, I'm I, I'm not gonna force it anymore you know yeah,
1: no, and and see, it was funny because because uh, I was raised the opposite. So, my parents or my dad is uh, was very anti-PDA. You know, like he really? would give my mom little 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 pecks here, like things, little small things like that. But they weren't really, they would never really show full on uh, physical affection towards each other in front of us. Um, and growing up um my dad was really strict with us when it came to having relationships um or having a having a partner around so for example there there would be times where I would have my girlfriend over and we'd all be watching like tv or a movie or something like that and I would have my my arm around my girl and we're just watching the movie and then like I would get up to get a drink of water and my dad would purposely get up and follow me to the kitchen and he would give me like a little comment like he would, he would he would say like a little comment about me having my arm around it. And I can't, I can't even remember like what exactly he would say, but I remember I was like in high school, bro. So, dude, we our freaking <laughs> our, our insides yeah. are just so up and down, you know, <laughs> we got so many freaking different hormones yeah. going through the roof. And at the time, I was like, but I I just have my arm around her. Like, I don't i don 't see how that 's a, a big deal, you know i didn 't think that was so much PDA. I always thought PDA was like the making out, and my dad was always like oh it 's a respect factor thing, blah blah blah. Um, but to, not to get off off question, my parents' relationship um, to me they are they are literally the goal relationship that I would like to get to uh, nice in in the future, just because my parents have gone through so much. And I don't want to get like into full details because obviously that, that's their relationship. That's, that's their business. But they've gone through so much, dude, so much. And to see them now, man, um, see how successful they are in business, um, just overall, just being successful in life. And so being able to see that, how far they've come, um, everything that they that they've had to uh, just overcome to get to where they're at now, it, it's amazing. And the love that they show for each other now, it's it's great. And and I even to this day, man, I'll, uh, I'll I'll I tell them I'm like, you guys are literally goals for for what I want in a marriage. For what I want, like you guys, you guys showed that sticking it out, working through all these things, like making it work. Like you guys, you can actually get somewhere you could get to something amazing you know uh, in life yeah, sure. in relationships anything like that um so it's i dude i love my parents to death they uh they they definitely they 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 set the they set the bar pretty high for us as far nice. as making it through um but here's the thing and and I don't want to get any any uh, I don't want to take away from Santi but uh like you said you you are Carlos you, you were saying that um that you were kind of raised where like you work through things you know you you work it out you 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 make sure that you guys do whatever you guys can to to make the relationship work and I believe that dude I do believe that 100% exhausting all outlets of making something work but i also feel like there's also a certain point where it can get too toxic and you at that point you might be affecting like the kid and whatnot you know um but yeah, that's, de- that's, yeah. definitely, that's that's definitely that's definitely a different subject i feel like that that's yeah, something no, that we, am, we can definitely touch a, on
0: I'll write right i'll write that down because i do i do have some it. Like, some um, but, uh, but that. yeah so so
1: Go my ahead, parents they, they, they set up a really good example for us um what about you Santi?
2: yeah I feel like with my parents um hmm oh man they, I feel like because you know I, I was the youngest in the family like i I didn't really think too much about the relationship you know i I just kind of like you know it it was nothing I really paid attention to, you know, even like throughout high school um Like, throughout high school, like, my dad wouldn't sleep with my mom for whatever reason, you know. And to me, it was totally normal. Like, it was, like, it wasn't until um, that therapist I was seeing, my first therapist in high school, um, that, you know, I guess I had mentioned it. And she, like, kind of stopped me. And, like, she was, like, you know that's not normal, right? Like, your parents should be sleeping together. And, like, you know, for me, like... You know, I, I never really thought about, like, the issues my parents had. And so, um, yeah, I, I was just very oblivious to it all. And, um, and then, you know, it's not until recently that now I can, you know, see their relationships for all the imperfections. You know, because they, some like, you know, even though they're older, like, there's still, like, that, you know, feeling that, like, yeah, they're not getting along right now or everything is great. Just kind of up and down. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it's affected me, though, to be honest. I don't even think I've I've gotten that deep. Maybe it hasn't, you know, just because, like I said, their relationship wasn't... They, I had no impression on it. Because gotcha, they were right. just so, like, plain... And maybe that's that speaks for itself. Like, maybe that speaks to, you know, just how unhealthy it was, you know, because there was no engagement as parents. It was right. really just my mom like for all the emotional stuff all the home stuff and then my dad for those few little things that you know i've already kind of gone over with the father's day stuff so i think with my relationship with my mom maybe that's a fact and with my sisters you know because they're definitely um you know they 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 were very critical of me in the beginning you know kind of like when Q was talking about the whole PDA thing, my sisters would get pissed, dude. Like, if I would bring a girl over and, they, you know, I I would be all affectionate and stuff because I I would, I I mean, I still am like that, you know. Um, but for sure, you're not, as a young kid, you know, like, you just kind of, you, you think that's okay and then you fucking find out that, I guess it's not, whatever. But, you know, I think that, that those impressions came more from, like, my mom and my sisters more than my parents because I don't think that unit... Was um, it's almost like they gave you strong, just a. You know?
0: It's almost like you just kind of had a blank canvas to to figure it all out yourself, huh?
1: Yeah, pretty and much, it, bro. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, I don't even know if, if using the word affected us is, is like the proper term. Um, I, I feel like that kind of has like negative connotations when you're saying oh, like whatever, whatever affected I, I mean, you know, influenced, I, influenced, in, yeah, influence Because I think like like for example what what i witnessed with my parents growing up to me that was normal to what santi grew up with that to him was normal as to carlos you know yeah. and 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 when you start seeing it from the outside looking in you're like no oh, but my right. my family doesn't do it like that you know so right. so mm-hmm. you know so it's like it, it's it's normal to individuals how you're
0: raised how how you see things how your parents um and as you as you can see, uh, you know, clearly mine was a little more traumatic. That's that's why when I <laughs> refer to it, that uh, that's actually why I said affected because, uh, again, and and I'm, I'm not, obviously I'm wrong, but it was just easy for me to assume that right. it's affected no, all of no, us because it and, has, and, and that's where it and, comes from. And, and I'm glad that I'm catching it now. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's because <laughs> it, you know mine. Mine obviously wasn't as, as healthy in these cases, and doesn't make it any worse, doesn't make it any better. But it's that that's where the affected instead of influenced came from. No, right,
1: and and I mean, I'm I'm not saying that. I wasn't trying to say that, that you're wrong or anything. I no, was you're just good. saying you're that good. that maybe there is. A <laughs> a more. It's it's
0: more so list, like so that the listeners can see too you know, why was they, why I'd so quickly jumped to say affected, (laughs) Affected you know? Yeah. And why for you, why for you, we're two different people, dude, you know, a similar, similar parents, like, everyone handles it very differently. And there's a perfect example where I, I just, to me, it's a little more traumatic. And for you, that's been something that and and good, like great that you were yeah. able to have better role models than that,
1: you know. But but you know the the, the crazy part, dude, is uh, is st- staying with like relationships and whatnot. Is I've realized, or I've come, like I I've dated enough people to think or, or feel um, or have an opinion, where I, I I feel like if you're gonna go into a relationship or anything like that it is so for example for me i grew up with that family the family values you know those those are really strong like family was number one uh big on it uh spending time together sitting at the table eating dinner together things like that and i've dated people who didn't do that i dated people where they never once in their life had a legitimate family dinner you know all sat down and because of that it actually took a toll on the relationship because I would be like oh man like when I obviously hypothetically at the time telling them oh well when, when we have a family I would like to have family dinners I'd like for us all to sit down or or have family heirlooms or, or things that get passed down and I've been in relationships where people where girls weren't raised like that and to them it was like it was due to completely different world they weren't right, comfortable with it right. they were like oh this is weird to where emily emily was raised like that em- emily's family they're huge on family as well um and so it makes it easier it makes it easier to be able to to ha- have these kind of still uh, family values like holding on to them um, and I'm not saying family values like if if you're raised like where you did that, like you ate on your own. I'm not saying that that's wrong or anything. I'm just saying that that trying to date someone with the opposite views or beliefs when it comes to family orientation, like, dude, that's
0: it's tough. Yeah. You know, it's tough. I think where I stand on it is that at the end of the day, if two people are willing, it's all doable. It's that simple It's that simple And yet at the same time I think that for myself As a a modern macho One of the difficult things for me Was also expectations Going into it with expectations Dude one of the things that used to really fuck with me Believe it or not Was the fact that like One of the girls that I was dating Like wouldn't wake up to make me lunch (laughs) Oh shit you know what I'm saying like just because mm-hmm. I, I, at the end of the day I knew like this person has a job like i'm I can make my own lunch i'm not a, I'm not like I'm not talking down to women, but it was like that mindset of like my expectation and it's like this person was literally like could be the most amazing person in the world and could be doing everything and anything to make me happy, but the fact. That they weren't making me the lunch because that's the expectation, dude. It was like I wasn't able to see everything else. And it wasn't until I threw expectations out the window and just let things be, let things flow, and realized, like, you know what? Half the shit that's going on in this relationship is not what I expected it to be, and I'm having the goddamn time of my life and and you know what carlos
1: like like kind of speaking on the whole expectation factor and and this goes to show uh our our, our listeners out there is that we're, we're i'm working on myself every single day i am working on myself i'm trying to become better um, i'm not perfect and that right there where you're talking about expectation the the your girlfriend you you expected her to make you that lunch to to wake up and do these things and bro, there's times where even now, dude, where Emily and I can work that the same. We'll work the same. Like we'll work like on a Wednesday. We're we're both working, you know. And I will expect her to come home from work and make dinner, you know. And and I feel like that's that old school <laughs> macho, that old school just that's because that's that's how my dad was. Like when my dad would get home from work. We would have dinner ready for him. Like he's dude. He, he could get home. He could walk through the door, and boom, the plates on the table. And right. so, because of that, that would that set up expectations that I held against Emily. That I know she worked. I know she just. I know she worked almost the same exact. And shit you know that, that you can that make your
0: own lunch. Exactly. You know?
1: And yeah. so I would get home, and I'm like, well, I'm hungry. Like, uh, where's like what's like what's going on for food? Kind of situation. Um, and I would feel like a like a like a dick, you know, like afterwards. Afterwards, when she would be like, "Okay, well, what do you want?" And she and she would make me dinner, dude, but I would eat it, and it would be delicious, and I'd be like, "Oh man, that was really good." But then a part of me was like, "Dude, what an asshole, bro!" Like, we both work today, and I'm over here expecting her to take care of the kids, to to make food for us, things like that. And I just feel bad, you know. Like I'm like that, that. That that's really not. That's not cool. And I end up. I, I ended up finding out that uh, when I get home from work and we make dinner together, bro, dude, I love it, dude. I yeah, love it when dope, we both dude. make dinner together because that's I'm like, dope. we're. I'm not setting that expectation on her to be like, hey, all right, just make me dinner, or whatever. It's like you know what? We're we're partners. We're in this, and I'm not even gonna say. because I don't believe relationships are 50-50. I think relationships are 100-100, and every now and then, dude, the person is going to be at 75, and that's where you're going to have to kick up that extra percentage to hold that person up, and vice versa. In relationships, it's not 50-50. It's 100-100. Both of you guys have to be 100% in the relationship for it to really just be something beautiful, for it to really succeed. Um, But man, expectations in relationships are... uh, Hiller, bro, mm-hmm. oh, hate him.
2: Yeah, and, and you know it's funny because as you were talking about like the the cooking thing, because I think you know, um I, I've actually never been in a relationship where like I, I had those expectations, just because like you know like I, I don't think I've had like as, even the opportunity in in the way, but um, but I like you know with that being said, it I feel like the for me one of the biggest like pieces of acknowledgments that I get is when my partner makes me food but she does it because she wants to right you right that, I mean? yeah right. it's like very because different I, because i feel like you know i i will i'll make stuff too you know like yeah. and like you said it's like everyone like Poner su parte, you know, it's not like you're just putting those expectations onto them, but, oh, like, I'm, I'm just, like, throwing that out there, that, for me, and, and you know, they they know it, like, you know, I, I I love to eat, so, but when they, like, make something out of love, not out of coercion or anything like that, yeah. you know, that that yeah. is, like, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's no, funny, because I had a conversation awesome. like that, I had a conversation like that with, uh, you know, with the woman that I the woman that I was dating, and that was one of the things that we actually talked about is that even the expectation that society had on her as a woman that was interesting for me to hear because we never really had a conversation like that dude and I can't tell you how much I loved that conversation where I pretty much I pretty much was telling her like straight up I said look I wanted to provide for you I wanted to give for you I wanted to love you I wanted to be soft with you but I felt like because society put that pressure on me I was like fuck that dude like I don't want to go to work and pay so that you can hang out at home because that's what that's what they're telling me to do that's what the world's saying that I should be doing so I don't want to do that you know and I don't know what I was thinking when I said that. And she opened up and, and it was interesting to hear her say that, you know, she's like, I love being a caregiver. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having those things. You know, like like you said, Santi, like for a woman to want to do that, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But unfortunately, like in her case, she's like, I just always felt like my job was to cook for a man, was to provide for a man. And unfortunately, I happened to be the man that was in the picture at the time. And so she she resented me. She became bitter towards me. And, like, you know, of course there's a lot of a lot of layers and differences, but I think that's why I communicate, you know, kind of just putting it all back together. Like, that's why the communication is so important. Because any little thing that we feel, whether it's right or not, it's not about that. It's not about right. expressing ourselves to where we're coming into it saying, hey, we're going to be right here, we're going to be wrong. And it's hard. Right. It's hard because, kind of like Santi was saying, sometimes it's, sometimes i also feel like oh y'all should appreciate the fact that we're opening up because it is hard for us to do you know but yeah. then there's the other side too that's like you got to be doing it regardless like what do you want a cookie like cook do you want a cookie yeah. for for doing you know your 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 part in a relationship which is to communicate
1: yeah and and uh it, yeah, I, I agree, I agree with that, it's, it's, that, that communication factor, man, it's, it's, it's tough, dude, and, and like I said before, uh, when we first started this, I was like, it, it's, it's not always, it's, it's not always what you say, it's how you say it, that, that's definitely gonna, gonna play a factor in, in your relationship, and, and, uh, so be, before we we move forward or, or before we we maybe finish this up, um, I'm I'm definitely gonna throw this out to, to you guys, Santi and Carlos, and to our listeners. Um, uh, this is I, I'm just I'm just recommending this. Um, I'm not trying to say that this is gonna fix everything. Like I said, guys, we're we're not professionals. We're we're not perfect. Um, but I'm only speaking on my personal uh, personal. Uh, uh, Opinion and experience, where um, what's worked for me. So, so they say that 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 there's there's five love languages, um, and what happens is that when you get into a relationship, you have certain love languages. Carlos, you have others. Santi, you have others. Same as your guys' significant others, they have love languages that are priority that they're they're set up in different priorities. You know, um, and so like for example. I, I took this test, and, and listeners out there, you guys can take this test. Um, you can literally Google five love, love languages, and a um, little quick test gets to know we you. We should and take it'll, the
2: test. And it'll,
1: <laughs> it'll, it'll, literally, it'll, it'll put your, your love languages in, in, in what's more important to you. So, for example, one of, my, uh, one of my number one love languages is quality time. That means that's where I feel loved the most is quality time. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, Receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch now everybody's are completely different that 's why it's good Ooh. for you and a significant other to take these tests because then uh, and that who the, the person who wrote this uh, he's well, he 's a psychologist and whatnot um, but he wrote this pretty much saying that we go into relationships speaking the wrong lo- love language to our significant others. I was like, so what you have to do by taking these tests by learning their love languages, you can show them so much more love than what they were receiving before. And so Emily and I took this when we were having our little issues, and and is that's scary. That, bro, was that scary? It it was, it was, and it wasn't. Um, it was because I was like, I, I was more scared of like what I was gonna find out. And then another thing, I was gonna, I was scared because I'm like, okay, what if her love language is something that I yeah, know I yeah. can't give? Right. You know, right. but. When you find it out, bro, you're just like, oh, man. Like, and it's funny because the way my five were listed out, Emily's were, like, opposite, you know? So oh, my what? lowest love language, yeah. hers was number one. <laughs> so the thing that I liked about it is that it, it helped you grow, dude. It helped you just get to know your significant others so much better. Um, and I highly recommend it, guys. Uh, listeners out there, um, if you it, – it's something fun, you know, just, just getting to know how you can speak the love language of your significant other so much better to make them feel so much more love. Um, I recommend it, man. It, it's something cool. It's helped Emily and I a lot. And, and you don't have to take it if – or you don't, you don't have to be in a relationship to take it. You can be single and just get to know it yourself, you know, and you get yeah. to know yourself even more. And so it's
2: cool. Yeah, I think it's all, even for friendships. I think it's it's good. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, for sure. Because I even like um, like because uh, we did it with with uh, some students back when I worked at Cal Poly Pomona, and some of them like physical touch was a thing even amongst friends, like hugging and just being, you know what I mean, being nice. in proximity with others and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, I, I'd be down for us to take it, and then the next podcast. Are you guys could, gonna like, give me
0: hugs if I if that's my number well, one? virtual
2: hugs. <laughs> oh,
0: no, <dude. laughs> No, and you know what? <laughs> to wrap to wrap it up, off that like one thing that has been also a game changer through my learning experiences with my relationships and something that I felt that I tried to really bring to the table in this last relationship, what I had that I had was not only not only you know in this case like learning each other's love language, but learning to love someone the way that they want to be loved and not the way that you want to be loved. Because I think Mm -hmm. that us, especially as men, with all the pride and the ego that we have sometimes, we try to love our women, our men, our partners. Like We try to love them how we want to be loved. And, And I think that that's why we need to get better at listening. Because if we listen to them and realize, hey, Santi, you want hugs right away when you fuck up but she wants to be left alone tonight leave her alone love her how she wants to be loved and same with them listening to us it, it takes two you know and this is coming from a guy that is lonely and single that doesn't have his shit figured out so what credit do i have but that's one of the things that i've i feel was really a game changer you know was was being able to listen understand hey your partner doesn't think the way you do, lose that sense of, of, of control and and be okay with listening to them. Listen, listen, listen and communicate.
2: Yeah, most definitely, bro. Yeah. Hugh, you wanna add anything before we start wrapping this up?
1: Um, no guys. I mean it's it's I feel like we we've hit uh some solid points. It's uh uh gentlemen out there, ladies, anything, um you're we're always Anyone. working on ourselves. Anyone, yes. We're always working on ourselves. We're uh and that's all it is, man. Just just day to day.
0: Um some of the shit that works for us, some of the shit that doesn't. Exactly.
2: Yeah, most definitely dude. Exactly. Uh, well um this upcoming Saturday we're gonna be doing uh the grab and go out in um, in Boyle Heights and uh Ramona Gardens. So uh, what time are we gonna be there, uh, Carlos? Eleven? Uh, it's gonna
0: be yeah. Anybody that wants to volunteer, shoot me a DM. Uh, get you some T-shirts. We'll try to get you out there. Um, we'll probably begin there around eleven a.m. Um, but we do need to know so that I can try to get you guys all set up. Um, and the event itself is from one to three p.m. As you guys know, the website is up: www.themodernmacho.com. Instagram at the modern macho. Like, share. Rate the podcast. We're on Apple and Spotify. Um, Email is...
2: TheModernMacho1 at gmail.com. That's right. Thank you for covering me there. And I said that with a question mark because I wasn't 100% sure. (laughs) It is. I am Ron Burgundy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, gentlemen, uh, I'm good, man. Yeah. Guys, make sure... uh, Also make sure... uh,
1: Again, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, Subscribe rate uh leave a comment um we would really appreciate that guys um other than that man i'm good thanks for thanks for chopping it up with us guys later boys peace Peace. good night guys